in a crude laboratory in the basement of his home. Welcome to the Tech Today podcast. It's your host, John Mayetta. If you enjoy the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating. Leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you enjoy your podcast content. I wanted to comment on the banking deal that was announced last week where BB&T agreed to acquire SunTrust Bank for approximately $28 billion. We were negative on the deal in a in an article that we posted end of the week at Tech Today. You can read that article there. And the, the, the punchline is that there's been a lot of change to the financial services industry. You know, probably starting back with with PayPal back in the 90s. And PayPal today, if you haven't paid attention, it's approximately $110 billion market cap company. And since PayPal, you've had companies like Square come to market, companies like Stripe. And uh, those would be some of the, you know, the better known Stripe being probably the largest private fintech company, Square and PayPal being two of the better known publicly traded fintech companies. And there there are literally hundreds of fintech companies, if you factor in the, the privately held ones that are bringing new services to market or introducing more efficient ways to bring existing services to market, such as if you want to think about payments, you know, the way, the way companies like Zoom and Venmo, which are both now part of PayPal, have made it essentially a, a frictionless experience to exchange payments. You know, whether it's, it's, it's B2B, B2C, or, or peer-to-peer, you know, a lot of these fintech companies, the experience, it's just has far less friction. It's a far superior user experience than what you have with the with the traditional banks. So the fintech companies have a leg up as it relates to the way consumers want to engage with their financial institutions today. So you've got the upstarts, the financial technology upstarts. In addition, you've got new market entrants. You've got companies like Google, Apple, Microsoft, Samsung that all have some type of a wallet feature. It's so Google Pay, Apple Pay, Amazon Pay, Microsoft Pay, Samsung Pay, where you could store your uh, bank card information within the the, the wallet application and you know, use near field technology to you know make payments with a tap or send a payment with a with with a text or by tapping on a uh, a contact. And when you think about these large platform companies like Apple, Google, Amazon, they have a built-in user base. So if you're a bank, you've got to be thinking, my God, you know, there, there are more than 1.4 billion active Apple devices in the world. What if Apple decides they want to compete with us directly and roll out Apple Bank and start to market Apple Bank? And perhaps they'd want to undercut us and subsidize checking account fees, for example, or subsidize other fees or give the whole thing away. We'll give you a little bit of interest on a banking account all services are free, and uh, that's only true for those consumers who subscribe to Apple Music. Or if you think about Amazon, if they wanted to do something similar and say, you know, Amazon Bank, everything's free. We have an interest-bearing account with a competitive rate. No, oh, by the way, if you're a uh, you're a Prime customer, there are other benefits. Or if you're a Prime customer, all all the services are free. If you're not. So it's an incentive to grow prime. You get my point. There's, there are leverage points that the large platform players have over the banks. So BB&T and, and SunTrust on their, on their joint call said, you know, given the change in the, in the industry, you know, we've been in touch over the years and we thought now is a good time to sort of get together. When our pushback was you saw the disruption coming as, as early as the 90s with, with PayPal. It didn't take long for PayPal to gain traction. And your conclusion was the best way to deal with fintech disruption is for two banks that are in essentially the same predicament to get together. When the answer should have been, hey, we're already late to the game. It's a race for all financial institutions to become fintech companies because that's what's happening. 
Therefore, we BNT, BBNT are going to go out and get aggressive around fintech. We're going to allocate X billion of our budget each year, essentially in perpetuity, to invest in financial technology, both homegrown, you know, organic solutions, as well as opportunistically look for acquisitions in the marketplace. And instead of going full steam ahead on the fintech track, BBNT is going to acquire another bank. Makes no sense. So we didn't say this piece in the article, but what I would like to see is for all these banks, particularly the publicly traded ones where there's real capital at stake, new CEOs across the board need to have CEOs that understand technology at its core. That when they think about expansion, the first thing that pops into their head, the first thought that pops into into their head can't be, oh, how many physical branches are we going to open up? And we're going to open them. When they think about expansion, the thought should be, how can we most efficiently acquire new customers? And those thoughts should be leaning towards leveraging technology, not physical branches, not real estate. So that's our beef with the deal. It's too little, too late. And to throw $30 billion at another bank just frankly doesn't make sense. See you all next time. Hey!